he stared for 10 seconds or more, which when eating a chocolate cake isn't much, but when staring is. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. I'm your host, Ramia Amuthan. I'm also joined by technical producer Nisreen Abdel-Majid for some of this conversation, starting with the quote of the day, which is by Louise Penny. Louise Penny's a really, really fun character. But uh, here's why we picked this one. Awkward Moments Day falls today, the release of this podcast, March 18th of every year. And the first thing I want to say about this is that I always forget the first W when I'm writing awkward, A-W-K. I don't know, just it doesn't sit with me, but that's a spelling lesson to start off the show. And I went to nationaltoday.com, which is where I found out that it was National Awkward Moments Day. And there you can find a myriad of wonderful experiences like FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions About This Day, a history lesson on awkward moments and hilariously historical moments, by the way. Uh, Also, how sharing awkward moments have become more viral, at least the potential for them because of YouTube and other fantastic communication inventions. And so uh, to continue the spirit, I thought maybe we should be sharing some of our awkward moments. Niz, I think it's only fair that we start with you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have so many awkward moments. And if you know me, you know. You know I have so many. The hardest part is So I had to really think, yeah, I had to really think about, okay, what (laughs) do I remember as a very big awkward moment for me? Uh So um, I grew up uh, having a crush on my brother's friend. That's oh yeah, the, relatable. The base. That's the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I'm a hijabi, and like in high school times, that was he was over, but I didn't know he was over. So I come down with PJs, and I mean like just regular like PJs Not cute with PJs. shorts. It wasn't cute. It wasn't cute. <laughs> My hair was a mess. It was in a bun. Um, and I come down, and it turns out he was sitting in the living room waiting for my brother. And I go straight into the kitchen, open up the fridge, and I send somebody behind me. Oh, no. That's him. <laughs> and there he was. He tried to avoid eye contact, <laughs> but I felt the awkwardness between us. And so I closed the fridge, and I was, like, walking backwards, all awkward. And I never looked at him again. You moonwalked away and tried to reverse it? <laughs> I literally reversed, guys. Like that was, You're like, I'm it just couldn't go get back worse than stairs. that. Pretend it was like, like between. This never happened. It was between an embarrassing moment and an awkward moment. It was oh just yeah, a that's a good one. That's both. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. You know what? Most awkward moments can be can feel embarrassing though. It's just like one and the same. Yeah. But yeah. I feel for you. He's family now, right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's know, always right? at our place. That's the problem. Uh, at least you guys got past it. When I was um in middle school so not even the embarrassment of high school but the embarrassment of middle school I have night blindness okay I still do obviously but in middle school I wasn't using my cane I was like too cool for that and wanted to walk around like I owned the place all the time so they turn off all the lights in the gymnasium Mm -hmm. and that's where they put up the projectors and it's health class now yeah transformed into a classroom well the problem is that I can't see anything in the dark and the gym was just giant echo chamber of kids sitting and standing everywhere we used to have these lineups and you're supposed to go sit in your line for your classroom i thought i knew what i was doing i had memorized 
where I should be sitting when I walk in. I go to the left, walk a couple paces forward, and boom, my spot will be there. And usually I'm on time slash early, so I'd be the first one to get to that spot to begin with. So no problems there, no pressure. Uh, Except I was late one day and I thought I could still do it. I know where I'm going. And went and I thought I was sitting in my my original spot. Well, turned out I sat in the lap of one of my classmates. Oh, it was (laughs) so bad. I can't. I actually still have a reaction thinking of that day. And uh, it was very embarrassing. And I hopefully never had to endure facing this guy again because we never went to high school together. Thank God. You probably liked it. I (laughs) don't want to think about it. I don't. It was so awkward. He's just like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm like, oh, no, I got to (laughs) leave. (laughs) on this episode we're digesting some of the information that elite athletes and competitors are sharing with us post game post coming out of their competitions and we'll do that with jeff rainey You're tuned in to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks, and I'm your host, Ramia Amuthan. Let's start with a pause or play. We usually check out the featured titles on the homepage of the Center for Equitable Library Access, found by visiting celalibrary.ca, and here are one of the titles up there right now. Today's pick, The House in the Pines by Anna Rays. And this is suspense and thrillers, as we discussed earlier. So let's go through it. Armed with only hazy memories, a woman who long ago witnessed her friend's sudden mysterious death and has since, sent, and has since spent her life trying to forget, sets out to track down answers. What she uncovers deep in the woods is hardly to be believed. Maya was a high school senior when her best friend Aubrey mysteriously dropped dead in front of the enigmatic man named Frank, who have they been spending time with all summer. Seven years later, Maya lives in Boston with her loving boyfriend and is kicking the secret addiction that has allowed her to cope with what happened years ago, the gaps in her memories, and the lost time she cannot account for. But her past comes rushing back when she comes across a recent YouTube video in which a young woman suddenly keels over and dies in a diner while sitting across from none other than Frank. Plunged into the trauma that has defined her life, Maya heads to her Berkshire's hometown to relive that faithful summer, the influence that Frank once had on her, and the obsessive jealousy that nearly destroyed her friendship with Aubrey years ago. The House in the Pine keeps you guessing about whether we can fully confront our past and return home. Hmm, intriguing synopsis. Going around the table, starting with you, Nisreen. Pause or play. I like how modernized it is. Uh, However, I would put pause. I am way past the high school books, to be honest. I don't know about you guys. Okay, very curious about Jeff. Your thoughts, pause or play? Well, I guess I'm still in a high school mindset because I might might play (laughs) that book. My bad. (laughs) What's the real reason? Is it the mystery? Is it, what is it? It is. Yeah? Okay. You'll take it for the mystery. I would take it for the mystery, too. And like you pointed out, Niz, I'm curious because of the YouTube references, the kind of um, yeah trauma exploration 
right? Like she wants to go back and check in. And I think that when I wonder about, you know, would I go back to these uh, severe times, not as severe as this book, but, you know, things that I've experienced in the past that I'm like, oh, imagine having to face that again. Could I do it? Would I do it? I don't know. I don't know. Trauma responses are very interesting to me, um, lightheartedly or more seriously. So we got one pause and two plays today. That's The House in the Pines by Anna Rays. It's a suspense and thrillers. If you go to celalibrary.ca, you can actually find the title right on their homepage. And it's time for us to check in this week with an avid audiobook listener. We're opening up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And we're welcoming back the voice you just heard of Jeffrey Rainey. He's the producer of the Living Blind podcast that's created and put out by Balance for Blind Adults in Toronto. Jeff, it's nice to have you back on. And how many seasons are we in with Living Blind now? Well, first off, thanks for the invite, guys. Um, we're currently mm-hmm. on our third season, and we are just over the halfway hump. Um, nice. We've got things planned until June, um, as far as official releases, but we've got ideas that could span us another six months. We just put out one without going too far into the weeds uh, with uh, an interview with a very uh, active and inspiring advocate named Minette Samaru. Oh, yeah. And uh, she tells her story about migrating from Guyana, uh, her uh, journey working at finding employment at Apple Sherwood Gardens and just finding her way, finding her voice and finding her purpose, uh, some of which stems all the way back from her upbringing in Guyana and her uh, her passion for helping people. Uh, given that... Uh, April is around the corner by the time the next one hits the air. Uh, the highlight will be on Volunteer Month. And Very nice. volunteers that we um, at Balance depend on and appreciate every year. And I know it's it's uh, National Volunteer Month is a, is a big deal, at least across North America. I don't know if it's worldwide, but it should be if it's not. It should be. And every day should be Volunteer Appreciation Day. But so cool. I love that your podcast features community members um, across the greater Toronto area and beyond because it's cool to hear the everyday lives of people and their resilience uh, as well as their journeys. So thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Now, in terms of books, I wanted to point out that I don't always start what I finish. I recently uh, finished a pretty long book in my world. It was uh, three weeks <laughs> of intense concentration. Um, and I felt really good about it because I'm not, you know, I appreciate binging. I don't uh, always pick up two or more books and go through at a time. I know some of us do that. So Jeff, for you, first of all, do you binge? Do you binge read? Do you take your time with it? Do you pick up more than one book at a time? I have a one-track mind and I'm not the best with multitasking. So if mm. I'm reading a book, it will be usually that book solely. Um, <clears throat> it depends on the day, really. There are days where I can sit for six hours straight reading a book. There are days where I just you know can't do that. Um, yeah, there true. are times where if I'm having trouble sleeping, I might put on a book that I either have already read or that does not... Not that it doesn't require a lot of attention, but it is one that you can fall asleep to. I don't know if I could fall asleep to uh, the pause or play when we were just talking about. That would probably be a little bit more uh, intense, yeah. too. But um, I just finished one a couple of days ago that we well, that that took 
that was one of those things. It was spread out over the course of about two weeks, but I would say over those two weeks, it was like, you know, a couple of days each week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also the kind the, the type who will read a book at normal speed, which is funny because I listen to everything else at, you know, 90 miles an High hour. High speed jaws. Exactly. Yeah. But, and I know yeah. people who do, and it's it does save you time, but I just, I don't know why. I guess I grew up like that, and I just always did it. Well, I have confessed on Kelly and Rumia of late that I've slowed down my books. Before, the average was like 1.5, 1.4 on Audible. Uh, and now I have actually listened to several books in a row at one, maybe 1.2. So for me, that is significantly slower and closer to real time. And uh, yeah, I will say I'm proud of myself. I'm a little, I don't know, maybe I've been feeling guilty. We'll we'll find out. I have yet to analyze this fully. But hey, Jeff, you wanted to get to some recommendations today. And we're talking like the overall theme is memoirs by elite competitors. And I think that we should start with, you wanted to start with, Racing to the Finish, um, My Story by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. Let me try that again. Racing to the Finish, My Story by Dale Earnhardt Jr. So this is released in 2018. Why don't you tell us kind of what it's about? Well, in a nutshell, it's about Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s drive with concussions the battle with concussions um throughout his racing career and when to stay silent when they eventually just became too overbearing that he had to come through with them when he cats when he had to come through with them what were the potential repercussions that he faced either uh in the real world or in his mind and uh what other what other drivers and other competitors in the sport have uh have, have gone through similar things that they've kept under wraps for fear of one of the th- phrases that comes up a lot in this book is being perceived as damaged goods. Mm. And uh, I think that's something that involuntarily happens regardless of whether we morally want it to or not. It's just because of the way that this is run, that this whole industry and, uh, and, and, uh, field is run as a whole. It's just what happens. And, uh, but <clears throat> what really, stood out to me is that even though this book was written by and read by and uh, deals with someone like Dale Earnhardt and someone and, and, and even just uh, elite athletes and competitors in general, like you said, Romeo, it's really called to arms for everyone in the general public, whether if it's you, you know, whether if it's the three of us at this table, whether if it's a construction worker, whether if it's a, uh, you know, a registered nurse, anyone who's had any kind of concussion symptoms mm. to get them looked at. And um, and really, it was kind of a way of, well, you know, if someone like me has the fan base that I, that I do, this being Dale, um, then what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of further, um, what kind of further uh, progress can we make here? And also just the, 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 the rate at which brain science is increasing every... Oh, Absolutely. And concussion awareness, right? Like we're talking much more about it. Uh, I myself play blind soccer and the the things we have to sign, the um, modules we have to go through and the discussions we have very regularly about concussions. And if you read any sports memoir, sports biography, um, where people have played beyond before the last 10 years, the, the situation is so different, Jeff. Like people are talking about when we read uh, Brian Burke's biography for the Kelly and Romeo book club, it was like 
no discussion, absolutely nothing, not even the empathy of what people are going through for concussion was prevalent. I think at the very most, it would have just been like if someone was in a collision, it would have been how far they registered on the concussion scale by trainer, but Mm -hmm. that was the extent of it, no other context. Yeah, yeah, time off, unheard (laughs) of. Um, Now, what's interesting is with this one, with Dale, uh, he was in an 18-year career before he kind of walked away, right? Mm-hmm. And how was that presented? Like that moment of, I'm deciding to leave while I'm healthy. Uh, well, it was not concrete, and it was also not sudden. Uh, there were times throughout his career where he was faced with the decision of, do I want to do I want to still do this, and am I worthy of still doing this outside of concussions? There was a time in 2009 when he had just you know when he had just joined a new team and he was at a low point and you know am i still competitive but it really came about when so to 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 jump back for a second he had two uh off periods so he had his first he had his first uh off stint with concussions in 2012 and his second one in 2016 the one in 2016 lasted five months as opposed to the first, which lasted two weeks. During that five-month recovery, there was never an outward discussion and never pressure from doctors or family members on, you can't keep doing this anymore. Because mm. the, what, what they had prepped him for was, we are prepping you, we are conditioning you to get you back up to elite athlete. If we wanted to just get you back up to regular guy, you know, we would only be doing this much training, this intense level, but we're getting you up to here. It was when he was fully recovered and once he got back out that he realized, what if this happens again? And he'd spoken to his uh, his concussion specialist and he said, well, if it happens again, we can get you we can get you back out there and we can get you in, in tip top shape with uh, with conditioning, with eye tests, with exposure. He said, yeah, but just the the amount of like i don't know if i could mentally do that again and that was really the uh the uh the the the, the catalyst that that sparked it because it mm. was so much just to get back out there mentally physically and um uh you know internal and external pressures that it, just the thought of doing that all over again going through the motions a third time and would the results be any different especially with age you know is not getting any younger was yeah. really what kind of uh, what kind of drew the line on that? The age, the mental health awareness. Um, what I found interesting was as I was reading the synopsis because I haven't checked out this book. Um, he kept track of his symptoms. I'm not sure for how long and if they specify that in the book, but he tra- tracked his symptoms over his phone. Just kept notes of things that he was feeling throughout the week and and having to deal with the pain or with other things that were going on memory and though he didn't necessarily do anything outwardly right like he didn't bring it up necessarily or you know like you said make that decision concretely and say no I'm out guys um, he still had places to go for reflection because he very um, wisely took notes And I think that that in itself is a bit of a challenge to come to terms with, right? Like, wow, how long did I actually know that I was going through this and not necessarily do anything about it or not feel supported to move? It was bittersweet because on one hand, 
um they were a huge contributor to this book and to his uh to his uh reports to his um to his doctors on the other hand it was also it was the only place that it was the only way he it was the only way of disclosure that he felt comfortable with. he did not feel yeah, comfortable yeah. disclosing it to anyone not his teammates not even his fiance at the time because again he didn't want that hint of doubt supplanted in people's minds and so he realized then he he said i don't even know if i don't even know if i knew why i was doing it it was just mm. something that you know it was the only thing i could talk to and he said it sounds morbid but what i was doing at the time in my mind was leaving a a trail of breadcrumbs in case anyone found out later on in case it didn't come to that and then they could Scary realize stuff oh yeah. and okay you mentioned his fiance um and like other ways i guess that he was getting support afterwards do they get into that the help i'm sure they would because it, you know a part of giant part of this book would be concussion awareness absolutely his wife was actually the rock that kept him going he said that there were um there were rumors there were fan there were fans there were people within the industry who thought that maybe his wife was uh was was uh urging him to retire you know not to go back because uh you know maybe if, if uh she was worried about him and maybe it would have put their long-term career in jeopardy he said i've had the, you know, i had these discussions my my wife turned drill sergeant overnight she was the one who got me out of bed every morning had me do my medicine ball exercises you know had me you know toss the ball back and forth you know do the eye tests and not once did she ever bring up the the the, the notion of me retiring she had her own wow. uh her own uh, thoughts on it like she was worried about him but that was the last thing that was on her mind was trying to make persuade her husband to retire but that was what was out there that's difficult right for people who can relate to this uh, and empathize or just even understand that this is a version of this we all go through where people have to meet us where we are um you might think that as a partner somebody you know i got you i know exactly what you need to do to help yourself out and this is just no longer working for you anymore but that can feel very harsh if you yourself are not there yet which clearly dale wasn't right like throughout much of his journey he was like i don't even know what to do yeah i'm curious about the impact that this book had on you you read i think much of this kind of content sports biography um you're totally into it but i'm curious about this particular book why it sits with you it was something i didn't know about and it gave me just a an entry-level understanding of how the mind and concussions work how we respond to things um, bodily mentally physically and it's something that I can refer to people that I know have had concussions. My uh, my sister in law had one when she was chasing a uh, one of her, her her students in school. She's an EC era. Uh, she's a spec ed teacher, and uh, she had a concussion where she had sensitivity to light, and um, she was having trouble getting the kind of help she wanted. And um, and even it, it just gave me really just opened up my eyes to it because I've never I've never been faced with that and up until that point I'd never really thought about it I, I always thought like once you had a concussion I didn't think they were I didn't think mm. they were uh you could rebound from them I thought they were like permanent but no and that we use the word concussion 
there are, <laughs> I didn't know that there were six different types of concussions and symptoms of one might, uh, go into another. It was, it, it was just an educational book all around as, as Dale said, a lot of it was brain science 101. Yeah. And I guess part of it is the real truth behind it is it's so recent, like in the bigger picture of how long we've been, um, keeping tabs on competitive sports and how long people, athletes and others have come out with actually explaining how they're feeling, what they're going through. Long-term um, scenarios are just being talked about. Like the science of long-term is still, I think, very much in the works, in process of uh, understanding what concussions are. Absolutely. There are two things that, uh, that that go along that path. One is that if we just go along the to the timeline of when he was out. So the first time he was out was 2012. The second time was 2016. When he came back for that second for that second visit, that initial appointment in 2016. But on the other hand, yes, yeah. um, it does make you wonder when some people hear these types of stories, they might be discouraged from getting involved in competitive sports or activities themselves or getting their kids involved or, you know, taking some kind of high risk position. But the idea here is that doesn't have to be the case because you're not SOL when it happens. The idea is not to discourage people from doing it. Jeff, we got to wrap. Can't believe that uh, 20 minutes are gone, but we're going to have to pick up where we left off next time. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for the invite to have me on here. Jeffrey Rainey joining us on today's edition of AMI Audiobook Review. Next week, we're wrapping up the month with Amir Khan, our audiobook worm. I'm your host, Ramia Amudin, with technical producer Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And until the next edition of AMI Audiobook Review, happy audiobook listening. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.